We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, sir. End of a holiday weekend. End of Labor Day weekend, and we are back. You have a good weekend. You know, I'm living in a world right now, Sam, that I get 75 degrees every day with a little breeze. I I cannot complain. I can't. I, I heard someone at In-N-Out yesterday say that uh, the Milbrae uh, of San Francisco is akin to the Alpharetta. Of Georgia, I guess that's where they're from. I don't know what Alpharetta is, but our listeners can perhaps perhaps help us out by responding to our tweets or, or in the comments. Let us know. Yeah, call if if you're familiar with Alpharetta, Georgia, call 415-578-0317 and drop a voicemail. I'm curious. <laughs> curious. I had to look up our voicemail number. I forgot it off the top of my head. I don't have it memorized. I apologize. Uh, good stuff. You know, Team USA. Lost a game this weekend. We're going to talk a little Niners. We're going to talk, you know, friend of the show, Rich Paul, gave us some material. We're going to talk a little Steph Curry, too. But yeah, we got fun stuff. You know, we're, we are less than a month away from Warriors training camp. I want to say 29 days until the 28 days. When you listen to this, it will be four weeks until oh. camp opens. A little less for the teams who are playing abroad. That's not the Warriors this year. And very close. Less than five weeks from the first Warriors preseason game. It's getting close, man. Getting- I, I, you know, I, it's been one of those off seasons that, compared to the last one, I feel like me and you just sat here with shit eating grins on our faces every day. <laughs> it was, a, it was, a, it was a great timeout for us every single day. And this off season, I don't. Would you say we're, we've been? I don't think we've been like sad this off season. I feel like we've been cautiously optimistic. That's about where we're at this off season, which I, which I generally enjoy because the, the warriors feel like they're serious. So I think this off season has not had bad vibes. I don't think last off season did all the way until the very end. Right. But I do think this off season, I don't get the bad vibes. I don't get, I don't get it. I'm feeling- no, I mean, it's look, the season was disappointing. We, we you flush it, you move forward. I feel like they're going a good direction, but it's like until they play, you know, we'll see, right? And 
August is kind of like that. You know, you, you, you take in what you can. It's a little slow. Got football starting this week. That's getting me excited. Got the NFL back. Woo! Uh, and that just means, you know, NBA is right around the corner. We're entering the best the best time in the sports calendar. So so good stuff. Good stuff all around. But let's, let's talk Team USA off the top. I don't want to spend too long on this, but they lost. Lost to Lithuania. Oh, Steve. Steve couldn't couldn't get the undefeated tournament. I, I mean, the, the good news is if you're Team USA fan, they're still moving on. They right. went four and one in the group. It doesn't really – it just changes who they play next round. But look concerning. I mean, that did the Lithuania game not feel like every infuriating Warriors game to you where it's like they don't show up for the first half. They're fouling left and right and – and then they, you know, they dig in at halftime, fake comeback. But you, you've spotted the team basically twenty. I think it was seventeen at halftime. It's very hard. You have to be perfect to make that up in a half. And all it takes is them just hitting a couple shots, and it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, uh, it was a frustrating game to watch. It, it did feel like a Warriors game last season. Couple things. They got dominated just from a size perspective, which felt like the Warriors a lot last season. And, and mm. they made dumb Power mistakes. Josh Hart. Exactly. Which, I mean, I look, I, I you and I sat here last week and was like, hey, we, we like to move. But but these are this is what's going to happen. Jaron Jackson gets in foul trouble because that's what Jaron Jackson does. All of a sudden, you've got nobody behind you. So my, my gripe is really whoever picked this roster, you didn't think to pick somebody else that could play the four or five. Maybe they had no options. Right. Maybe they had no options. This is what they were going to get. So that that's an issue, I think, from a size perspective. The other thing is, and not just size at the five, right, Sam? We, we talk about this all the time. Size from a three, four, five perspective. You just got tiny dudes left and right. And if Ingram doesn't fit, all of a sudden you're just too small. Um, so I, I think that was an issue. And I also think, yeah. Isn't it kind of funny because I feel like the one differentiator America has from the rest of the world basketball-wise is big wings, like you don't see Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, like other countries don't produce six, eight, six, nine guys who are multi-skill like that. And that's really like the differentiator because everyone's got guards who can shoot and everyone's got bigs who can play. And in FIBA, they're less likely to expose because you'd be a little more physical, but the real differentiator for the U S is like, no one's putting together a, a roster that has like, you know, Kawhi, Paul George, Kevin Durant, like that sort of like versatility on the wings. And this roster, to your point, like Ingram was the only guy who fits that physical skill and skill set profile. And he's, is he in the rotate? Like he's basically out of rotation. So it's right. like, it's, you know, now we're here with the, with Team USA where they're like, they're kind of flawed. They're still the most athletic team. They still probably have the best roster there, but they're deeply flawed. The other thing I think also beside that, like, because I think they can get away from being deeply flawed. I think they can, they're still the most talented team by far. I, th I think they sure. should still win the tournament. I think they actually st should still win the tournament going away. The big thing that's compared that, that is warriors esque is that the chemistry isn't there. And I don't know if it's Steve. I don't know if it's whoever else they are trying not to have chemistry out there. We still don't see Tyrese Halliburton starting games. I know he's playing a lot of minutes, but he should just be starting games. You're down 20 points. That's not when you start making an adjustment. This adjustment should have been made a week ago. Not just Ingram should have been benched. 
Brunson should have been benched. I know you're higher on Ingram than me, but we're definitely the same on Brunson. He should definitely not be starting games. They're starting games 18 to 18 against bad teams. Take away the Lithuania game. They were every single game. It's been close in the first quarter, and you just can't do that. That is just like the Warriors. You have the best player on the court most of the time. You have the most talent, right? You should be playing up and down the court. Instead, they've got. I don't just I just don't want to blame it all on one guy, it's, but it's just you can't play the style of basketball where you're just pounding, 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 and then you can't rebound and you can't defend. It's just what are we doing here? And the thing is, they still only lost by like four points, but you just can't. Those adjustments should have been made a while ago. It's just obvious to everyone that watches, not just you and I. Yeah. And like, I want to just say this about Jaron. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s. I really like him as a player. Really good defender. I feel like he'd fit the Warriors style, generally a positive impact player, but. Did you know he's never averaged 30 minutes a game in the NBA? Wow. You know why he doesn't average 30 minutes a game? Because he can't stay out of fucking foul trouble. Like It's not that calm. And it's one of those things where I'm sitting here going, like, you really gave this guy defensive player of the year? Like, it's NBA awards are kind of a joke. Like, Embiid won MVP purely out of pity. They didn't want to give it to Jokic a third time. And why did Jaron get defensive player of the year? Like, who who do you think is a better defender, Jaron or Draymond? I mean, yeah, right. right. How about Jaron or Anthony Davis? Right. You know, or Giannis? Like, these are all guys I would rather take than him. That doesn't mean he's not a damn, even Bam out of bio, honestly. It doesn't mean Jaron's a bad I mean, defender. Bam out of bio would be way better in this. Yeah. Jaron's a damn good defender. He's not in that tier yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to say uh, Anthony Davis is better than Draymond on defense, I'll be like, ah, I can, you know, sure, sure, played better, played better in the playoffs. Can't get mad about that one. But you know, th- that's a guy who's proven it at many levels. Like Jaron, it, it feels like a lot of like, well, he's been good, but you're asking him to be something he is. And like, I don't know how much I can blame the coaching staff for him not being able to stop fouling. I, which just takes back to the point where you, when you guys created this team, that's something that should have been known, though, right? That That's right. something that should have been pretty obvious. And maybe they knew this and they just didn't have many options. And I know Warriors Twitter was half-jokingly saying how Kevon Looney should be on the team. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, should, should he not be on the team? <laughs> because he's better than Walker Kessler. Uh, Walker Kessler is a very good prospect and he'll be really good. He'll prospect. be perfect for- Exactly. He'll be good in really two years. He'll be perfect for this. But he's not at that level yet, to your point. Bam Adebayo, maybe he thinks he's too good to play at this level. Every single player on Team USA right now is not on that level, though. Right? All of those guys are still trying to be good enough to be a star player in the NBA. All of these guys. Um, Whereas if you look at Lithuania, and and maybe I don't know these guys that well, but it feels like these guys kind of know who they're going to be. The chemistry is off the charts. The passing is insane. You watch that first quarter, they miss a three. Passing is insane. They know exactly what they want to do out there. It's like those old Argentina teams with Luis Sola. Reminded me of that a little bit. And it's just, USA is always going to be worse from a chemistry perspective. So they try to they try to make up with that with talent. But um, they do have a bunch of guys that are, they don't really know how to play great FIBA basketball. And if your name's not Kobe or Dwayne Wade or LeBron James or Kevin Durant, like, then, then you're probably not going to be good enough sometimes to out-talent those guys. Um, you're definitely not going to be good enough if you don't play hard off the off the jump, which is how it felt with Team USA a little bit. And I hate the excuse of, well, we're still better than them. We just didn't send our best. 
okay, then why why do we watch sports? Period. You know, like that. That's kind of a cop out, lame excuse, in my opinion. Like, you don't get to say like, oh, I would have beat them if I was there. That's a LeBron excuse, right? It's corn. It's corny to me. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Anyway, I'm excited to see where it goes because I I do think USA should win the tournament, but I don't think by any means it's a given. Right. And that'll make it that'll make it fun. We got more games this week. We'll get into that a little bit. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for a wholesome, convenient meal for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Again, choose from 34-plus weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals, ready to eat in two minutes. I do this every week. I don't have time to spend 30 minutes making lunch, Sam, so I just drop this in. It's fresh. It's easy. It's quick. You can also, on top of that, round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and breakfast skillet, or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like co-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. That's what I do after every meal. Head to factormeals.com slash lightyears50 and use code lightyears50 to get 50% off. Again, that's code lightyears50 at factormeals.com slash lightyears50 to get 50% off. We should pivot. To friend of the show. Oh, friend of the show. Rich Paul was on uh, Gill's Arena. I enjoy, honestly. They, they get good stuff all the time. And talking about how the bubble was fake. And he goes, if Steph wins in the bubble, do they discredit it? No, they don't. And I'm going to go further. I'm going to play the audio for you real quick. Just so you can make sure I'm not misrepresenting it. Not even focusing on that. Right, right. If Steph wins in the bubble, do they discredit it? Yeah, you got no. to. No, no they don't. We still saying the same thing. No, it's the bubble ring. I mean, is that not the definition of rent free? <sighs> why, why is he even brought up? Why do, were they talking about Steph before this? Was, was Steph a topic that they? No, you're shaking your head. That's where I don't understand. That's where I, it's not making sense to me. Now. It makes sense because Steph is the best player outside of LeBron the last 10 years in the NBA. That part makes sense to me. So I, I, I'm with that. But unprompted, bring it up, Steph. Is that imply that Steph doesn't get any slander? Sam, how do we feel about that one? <laughs> how do we feel? I think it's an embarrassing angle to take. That's my take on the matter. I think the fact that they bring Steph up lets you know that they talk about it all the time. They think about it all the time. You were telling me Steph is his rival and his equal without even saying it. Steph never said a word on the matter. He just does his thing, runs his 80 miles of cardio, sets back screens, does whatever he wants. And bringing that up, it's interesting to me because I feel like the LeBron angle has always been he he has no peers. You guys don't even appreciate it. He's better than Jordan. He can do this. Meanwhile, you're, you're, you're concerned about Steph Curry. You're saying it without saying it is the way I see it. And I think it's, it's, it comes from a lack of insecurity. We saw what's his face last year. Who, what's his face? I forget his name. 
the guy that um the guy that oh what's the guy the other clutch guy that's like LeBron's boy his little boy. oh Mav Carter Mav yeah. Carter that's I don't know what he does but um he came on a pod last year with Draymond talking about how he can guard Steph Curry look man I, I'm a guy that talks a lot you and I talk a lot but I talk <laughs> I talk more like I say more dumb stuff and people will always make fun of me but I will never say ever that I can do anything any of these athletes can do. They can do more with one pinky toe than I could ever imagine or my kid can imagine doing. But the fact that he has You the think you can check Anthony Lamb? I have no shot. That guy <laughs> would put me in the basket, in the absolute basket, right? And that guy would put Mav Carter in the basket. What are we talking about here? Anthony Lamb would cook him. And so the, the disrespect to say that, I thought was insane. Um, Draymond, another story. He just sat there chuckling. I think maybe he was shocked at what was said. And then, and then, yeah, to your point, coming out here, it just why, why even bring up Steph? And then we don't even have to do the whole Steph thing. I mean, uh, what what has been said about Steph the last eight plus years is hilarious, right? Like the first championship he won, it didn't was count. not even didn't, didn't count. count, right? The and next then they, two, the next two didn't count either. Seventh, they won 73 wins in the regular season, which is most ever. They went up 3-1 against LeBron and Kyrie. Lost in seven by a point. Heartbreaking. But that was treated as like the biggest joke ever. It was like, oh, now you suck. You're a fraud. But it's, well, they just went up against an all-time great in LeBron. I don't know. Sometimes you lose them. Then they go win and they beat the shit out of LeBron with, with KD, who, by the way, wanted to play with Steph. But again, Sam, those don't count. Those don't count at all, right? And then he goes and wins that championship against Boston after a few years. And I guess, you know, there was a little more respect there for that one. But how many times have we heard about finals MVP? How many times have we heard about, you know, is he a point guard? Russ is better than him. Kyrie's better than him. Harden's better than him. He shouldn't have like all this stuff. And it's like to sit here and, and hey, here's one thing. Here's my final take on this. Rich Paul, that dude makes a lot of money for a lot of NBA players. I, I, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> he is good at selling. He is good. We got a special guest, Andy. Uh oh. Uh -oh. From the uh, from the Haberman and Middlecoff show, I can speak for the two of us. One of our favorite shows, particularly when it comes to NFL. Yeah. Guy Haberman. Guy, how are you doing, my man? Although it's been a few days up, since guys? the last show. What the hell? What are you guys doing? Are you guys like you guys like waiting? It's been like three days. What's what's going what's going on? Holding out. Holding yeah. out. Yeah. Ah. Well, that's 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 a common theme in the area. So, you know. What did you think good of to see you guys? Rich? It is good to see you. It's good to see you too. Did you catch Rich Paul's comments that we were just talking about right now? <laughs> did I? <laughs> of course. What What was your take on it? Because to me, this feels embarrassing for the clutch side of the equation. I think I think this is just a win for Steph. Didn't say anything, and they're just letting everyone know how insecure they are about the whole legacy talk. I know. I love that it always comes back to Steph when it comes to any argument about LeBron versus Michael. You know, the thing I, I thought was hurtful about it, not hurtful towards Steph, but like I, maybe I'm crazy. I actually think there is an argument about LeBron and Michael, which I know is sacrilegious, sacrilege, sacrilegious, sacrilege. Sacrilegious. I, 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 I know. I just say shit on this pod, though. You know, oh, I, I just say stuff. Um, that one sounded actually, right. But, but, it's, it's an ESL pod, you know, it's. it's <laughs> English isn't for Sunday, so anything yeah. happens, it's all good. Uh, but like when you make the argument about, well, yeah, but Mike didn't have to deal with 365 media, like that invalidates the whole thing. I mean, Michael lived in a different world that was a pretty crushing media world. Um, he didn't have it in his DMs, but 
you know, when you were a star in the nineties, like you were, it's, they're both big stars, but to say that it's like more crushing now, I think it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, Mike couldn't, not like Mike could go to the grocery store, not like Mike could go get a hamburger, not like Mike could do any of the stuff that LeBron can't do. He couldn't. So like, I actually think there's a real argument to be had. It may be a losing argument, but I think you can have that argument in good faith. But when you make it about, I don't know, man, Instagram, it's like, it's not even a real conversation. No, I mean, I, and I do agree with you. If you want to, if you want to make it a pure basketball argument and you just look at like 20 years and all the accomplishments and yes, he never had a team that was as dominant as the bulls for like Jordan's always going to win the team argument. He, he had a better team. He held them together longer. Maybe he was a better leader, all that sort of stuff. But when you look at him just as an individual player, LeBron's pretty impressive the whole the whole way through so there is an argument and to your jo- point, montana is- never lost a super bowl right you yeah know, that's mike never lost the finals brady went yeah. lebron went to 10 but I, sure but it's it's interesting to me that okay let's let's pause there because we don't ever talk about joe montana versus tom brady in the nfl discourse ever is that because oh, but that was so that was a thing just- for a very long time though. is was am, it am I, am I wrong am i wrong on that one guy i feel like that was a a talking point, at least in the Bay Area, for a sig- <clears throat> up until he, you know, gets up to like six, seven, and that sort of. Thing. Now it's a but, yeah. But this is also, national. I think bas- basketball is such a different sport. Like you can argue in basketball, like one on one, who would X, you know, would LeBron be able to beat Michael, best of seven, one on one? Like the thing with Montana, he was a winner. He was not an elite physical specimen. Sure. Right? So we're not really talking about the most talented player of all time. Which I know was not the Michael LeBron argument either, but basketball is obviously a team sport. Football is so much more a team sport in that sense right. than basketball is. That that's probably why I think. And Brady's yeah. also not anywhere near the most talented, right? LeBron might no. be the most talented. I mean, I'll, I'll hear it. I, I definitely won't like discredit anyone says the most talented player of all time. Like, Kevin yes. Durant might be the most talented. Yeah, <laughs> just, but it's just he's just obviously argument. not that's, the best. Yeah. Yeah, but no one's like you know. Wilt never had to deal with social. Like, so Durant must be better than Wilt. I think what Wilt did was pretty impressive considering he had no DMs. 20,000? I mean, it felt like they had to deal with a lot more stuff like racism, like worse racism than than players probably have to deal with now. Like Bill Russell. Have we heard the Bill Russell stories? It's, it's, I mean, I don't know. Well, first off, comparing players who flew commercial. And did five games and six nights and that sort of thing to like today. It's just, it, I don't know. It's like apples to oranges a little bit in some ways, but I don't know. I, I feel like this is just in general, it makes you look worse when you, when you talk about like complaining about Instagram to, to, to guy's point, like there's no winning on that argument. Just like stand on your merit. It's like leading scorer all time, uh, you know, took three different teams to a finals, blah, blah, blah. Like he can stand on his own merit. He doesn't need to punt quote unquote punch down to like the media says this and that sort of thing. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of low, you know? I, I also think LeBron, like the thing about LeBron, maybe a little different than Michael, Michael, it might be silly, but Michael kind of for a while at least played the, you know, I got cut from my high school team. I wasn't the number one pick thing. Sure. I think one of the most impressive things is when you, prove everybody right not prove everybody wrong like proving everybody wrong i think is a little harder 
uh, sorry, is a little easier. Right. You know, that's why I think Bryce Harper and LeBron are just incredible, right? They were like, high school cover, kids on the corner yeah, cover of SI, of sports cover of SI, like all of that stuff. Like, yeah. is this the next great guy? And the answer was yes. And, you know, so I say that when like Rich Paul is like, well, Michael, you know, LeBron had to live up to Michael. But when he came in, Kobe was, you know, Kobe was in the middle of doing that. And like Kobe was getting killed for it, right? Being this like wannabe Michael. So he didn't always have to live up to Michael. So I don't buy that argument either. And secondarily, I don't really know how that changes anything, whether he had to play in Michael's shadow or not. I, I, I'm not sure why that's a factor here. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Just also, he's his best friend from also he's his best friend from high school and and works for him. So like I, I'm not going to Rich Paul for like the middle argument on this subject anyway. Of course, like, maybe, why wouldn't he make that argument for LeBron? Maybe you can get Randy Mims next or or you know, one of his other buddies. So um yeah, let, let's let's talk Steph real quick before we get to the Niners. We're doing 12 big questions before the Warriors camp starts, and I'm kind of curious. Guy's perspective on this one as well. The biggest question for the Warriors in terms of obviously they traded Jordan Poole. They're all in. They're they've traded all of the second timeline other than Jonathan Kuminga. And it's all based around the idea that they're in a championship now window because Steph Curry is one of the handful of players who can feasibly lead a team to an NBA title. So my question for you is how much longer can Steph feasibly play at that level because everything about the Warriors revolves around Steph still being as good as he was to be the best player on a championship team. And they fell short last year, but I don't think anyone walked away from last season being like, Ooh, he's slipping. He's declining. He looked just as good as he did in the 2022 playoffs. The team just, well, you know, don't punch your teammate, right? <laughs> What's local media going to do without that story for like four months, huh? Right, I was. Like, was what a gift! The beauty, the beauty of Draymond is he'll give you something else very, very soon. You know, man, yeah. the man will find a way to to cause a controversy one way or another. I think Steph's got. I think he's got two more years of it. Okay, at least he's going because at least maybe three, because he's shown like you said no signs. I think what's interesting about Steph is that it, when I watch him, and I remember feeling this way a couple of years ago, that he came back like bigger. And he's been getting bigger as his career has gone on, obviously. But I thought it was noticeable like the last few years. Post, post in a COVID, good way, stronger. Like we have that yeah. whole, uh, he comes back, you're like, oh, wow, you might be 200 yeah, pounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It shows no sign of lessening his fitness or like giving, you know, like putting his attention somewhere else. He got his degree from Davidson, didn't slow him down. So I think what's, what's unique about Steph is it feels like his athletic prime was not 26, 27, 28, right? It feels like his athletic prime was like 30, 31, 32, um, or at least he extended his prime 30, 31, 32. Like, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's been my perception of him. And the only that's only based on the fact that I don't think he has looked any worse. I mean, athletically than he looked in his prime. And I think he's actually looked better athletically. So I don't see how you could put it at less than two more years, at least of this, if not three, other I, than, you know, human nature. Yeah. Other than injuries, which he's been nicked up pretty much his whole career. Honestly, he's been, yeah, he's been nicked up a lot. Um, but that, that's honestly, that's everyone besides LeBron. Uh, <laughs> everyone has been nicked. And now LeBron's even LeBron's cooked now. Like he's yeah, got LeBron's an injury every year, takes him out 
30 games. I, I, it's the crazy adaptability, though, right? Because he was – remember, he was so quick back when he was 26, 27, but he was so bad defensively. And you watch him now, and he's a lot slower. Um, he's still quick for, for a guard, but he's a lot slower. But he's so When do you think he slowed down? After his injury. Right? I think it was after. So 2016's injury, that, that knee injury, I think, cost him. Um, and then I think since then he's just gotten he's just gotten a little bit slower every year. You you can see him. Some of it doesn't matter because guys are so scared of a shot for obvious reasons that he can just get by guys. But man, back then you you would see him go with this crossover step back where, I mean, he's got like three feet of separation versus now it, it's not it's not as much. But he's also drawing fouls. He's not making the same dumb turnovers most of the time, right? He kind of knows what he wants to do with second and third reads better. So I, so you think he, his athletic prime ended when your prime ends at like 29, 30? I, I think I think it's true. I just think he masked it by being so much smarter and still so much more skilled and I, just getting big. Just so big. I think, it I think it depends how you define athleticism because I think he's a more conditioned athlete today than he was. I just think he's at his best. I think he's a better player. Yeah. Well, that, that, would, that Ooh, would I agree We argue with. about I, that one I, a lot. Yeah. I truly think like 2022 final stuff is better than unanimous MVP stuff. Ah, I think, uh, unanimous MVC, I think unanimous MVP stuff was more fun because it was like, what is going on? And it was like a supernova out of nowhere. But this guy's he's stronger. He's a little more clinical and he can handle. He's just better at adjusting to different coverages Nothing. in a way adjustments that don't matter when you're unanimous MVP stuff. The only adjustment is a knee injury. The only adjustment. The yeah, only but adjustment. how many how many games in 2016 did we get second foul eight minutes left in the first quarter and so Steve Kerr's like come sit next to me? So much. That sort of like those are the sort of things that like I I can't think of a game in the last two years that mattered where Steph was like five fouls and we're in the middle of the third quarter like those sort of things matter yeah. Lacob mentioned this and it, it ties to we've mentioned it but like you know, he's like i i need i tell stuff i need you to be tom brady and it's like classic salesman owner stuff it doesn't mean anything but it's like in some ways he does feel like the same type of i'm just gonna keep getting smarter and more skilled and because no one can shoot it like me, I think I can push this beyond the realm of what is normal for a guy um, playing the sport at my age. And so I think I'm inclined to agree with Guy that like three years is probably rosy colored. Like that's that's like three years is three years we're talking about 2027. Just think about that. We're talking about the 2027 playoffs. He'll be 39 years old in those playoffs. So you think he can still play at this level? Then that's a long time to keep going, but I I do think it's possible. A, sorry, Sam. I was going to say, but there's a difference between this level and is there a level below this that is also good enough mm -hmm. to lead a team to a championship? Not this Warriors team, unless John, <laughs> yeah. unless Jonathan yeah, Kaminga, unless Jonathan Kaminga becomes no, no. Seriously, it, it's not possible yeah. unless Jonathan Kaminga is. Uh, not even Kawhi Leonard. I'm not even looking for Kawhi Leonard. What are we looking for? Just another Brandon Andrew Ingram. Wiggins. Give me two. Uh, yeah. two give me sure. two. Give me two six eight wings who can hit open shots and um attack a mismatch. Right, like that sort of thing. Maybe I think it's doable. I think, but pool. I <laughs> yes, six eight two way player Jordan Poole. Exactly. Well, that's the, that's the problem is that since Steph doesn't is decided not to get worse. 
part of pool's value, actually most of pool's value is, is less needed. They, they just need him to be a sixth man microwave score. And like all 22 year olds that is going to make a hundred million dollars. Why would they want to do that? Well, I wouldn't. And I got socked by my, my coworker. Get me the hell out of here. So, I mean, I'm throwing tantrums all year, which is what he did. Um, you know, shout out to Jordan Poole. I do think, um, to take it back to the original question, it's like, how much longer can he do it? I, I think all three of us feel confident at least one more year. <laughs> There's no reason to believe this year will be the year that he falls off a cliff. Like, obviously, things can change midseason, that sort of thing. But it, it's interesting to, to me. It's it's the uh, the most interesting thing to monitor because, like, even LeBron started showing signs of declining at 35, pretty heavily. He's just huge. We've never seen a player Steph size be able to play at this level and not really look like they're slowing down. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes. But Steve Nash, maybe the only one. Maybe, Nash, but maybe. he wasn't as good either. So this week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by NBA 2K Mobile. Sam, we got a new sponsor. This is my favorite one. Look, I'm a big play games guy. And NBA 2K Mobile just came out with a game that you can play right on your phone, dude. This is as convenient as it gets. You remember those unforgettable to go NBA moments? Get ready to create your own epic plays with NBA 2K Mobile. It is the must-play mobile game for basketball lovers who want to conquer the court online. You can download the NBA 2K Mobile free and start customizing your My Player and Dream Team today. There's always something new to explore. Embrace the summer vibes with intense matches on the beach cruise court. Dive in attorney mode, events, and regular updates for nonstop action. You can also unlock and collect tons of player cards to enhance your team's performance. I just unlocked a Jason Tatum card. I don't know what that means about me. That that was the card that I unlocked, but that's my guy. Future warrior Jason Tatum. <laughs> that is my guy. You can step your game up on the court. You can showcase your skills, climb the leaderboard, become a basketball legend. You can play with the virtual joystick or relax with auto mode. Again. Best of all, it's free to play on mobile. So download the NBA 2K mobile free on the App Store, Google Play. Use my promo code TATUM2KMOBILE to redeem an exclusive Jason Tatum Pearl tier card. That's code T-A-T-U-M-2-K-M-O-B-I-L-E. NBA 2K mobile. This week's Light Years podcast brought to you by Game Time. Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's pivot to the Niners. 
speaking of, you know, generational talents, Brock Purdy. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> guy, we, we were talking about this. So as of Monday night, 7.46 p.m., we have got no headway on Nick Bosa right now. And it, am I wrong in reading this that now it, we're getting into just leaks on both sides trying to apply pressure? Has your perspective yeah, although- changed? Do you think he will sign this week? I mean, I don't feel great about it, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, like the the rap sheet stuff has felt like um, Bosa agent stuff because he said now multiple times, if anybody is going to take a hard line, it's the Bosas. As if we have this like 10-year history of Bosas taking hard lines. I mean, they both <laughs> tried to push the envelope on their rookie deals and Joey got the biggest contract, you know, in practical guarantees when he signed his deal. Uh, three years ago, it was two weeks after Miles Garrett. Sam, you and I were texting about this the other day. Yeah, both Joey did his two weeks after Miles Garrett did his. This is three years ago, though. Um, but I mean, that's rap sheet is trying to tell everybody, specifically the Niners, like this guy is gonna hold out. Um, I think what's interesting about it is at no point that I think he was getting less annual money than TJ Watt, who makes $28 million a year. That obviously. Right, he's gonna get more money than DJ Watt. And the next contract up isn't that much bigger, 31.7 annually, but it's a three-year contract, 95 million. Aaron Donald, we know that number. So it, you know, it was pretty, it was an easy guess, I thought, to say 32 times five, that's what he wants. Um, how much of it does he want guaranteed? You know, I don't know, but I thought it was a pretty easy guess to say, hey, you're gonna end up trying he's going to want 160 170 but maybe he wants 170 maybe he's asking for 175 right maybe he's saying 30 what, what's the difference between 33 and 32 i'll make a little more Aaron donald i need to make a lot more Aaron donald like the reality is kyler murray's making 42 i don't want to hear about positional value neither did kittle but kittle took the deal right debo wanted to be paid kittle ain't, like the kid, kittle ain't nick bosa well, nobody is. Oh, except both of them might miss. The, I mean, who knows if either one of them is going to play on Sunday <laughs> against the Steelers? Really happy because um, Kittle's been hurt. Classic Niners. So, well, you have to accept Week One. He's not going to play Week One. So, yeah, man. Like I have to accept the Niners real... don't play Week One. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's a real holdout. He might not sign. Like I, wow. You know, there. We're here. It's Monday night. Now, I guess this is how holdouts go. Right. Like this is the way a real like if it's going to be hardball supposed to go. And with the Niners, you just have to be willing to play hardball. I do think ultimately. My guess is he signs before week one and they play him and we are are all holding our breath on every snap. Right. Wouldn't you be? I mean, I am. I am. But I also feel like Nick Bosa is not going to be like Debo. He's not showing up to camp fat after after signing a big contract. I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine Nick Bosa like just rolling it at 275 with like a little beer. Like it's very coming off coming off the edge, looking like Eric Armstead, (laughs) slow as hell. Like what are we doing here, guys? What what are we doing? Yeah, I I I rehab on my on work time, right? Yeah, (laughs) shout out Shaq, right? Shout out! I got injured on company Um, time. I really have yeah, company, company time. time. Company time. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I mean, I went to a lot of training camp practices. Nick's obviously in great shape, but I do think there's probably a, just a little bit of a different level of adrenaline that shoots through your body when you're playing in an NFL game versus training at home. 
So yeah, man, I think it's a little it's a little bit of a risk from a physicality standpoint um, if he plays. But I, they clearly want the Niners to really hammer home to the Niners. The only way we show up is if you meet our demands. Okay. What do you what do you take of the Niners angle on this? Like Kyle a week ago is like, yeah, it's going about how I thought, or maybe that was two weeks ago. They're acting, yeah. they're acting pretty cool about the whole thing, right? Like, and I and I get that that's was, probably posturing. Like acting desperate's certainly not gonna help your negotiation position. Somebody asked him in the press conference, I was like, that was the the Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, before that was the that was the week that Trey Lance got traded was that press conference, and um, somebody followed up like, oh, if it's gone how you think it's going to go, then when's he signing? Since you <laughs> since this has gone how exactly? Great question. How you thought it was going to go? It is a good question. Who asked that? I mean, we all thought it was going to be a little, we, like everyone kind of has a belief of what the Bosa negotiation tactics going to be, and this is it. But I think I certainly thought they would have reached an. A conclusion by now two two contract questions and one from the chat i think this is great from brian he says it sounds like they're two to three mil a year apart what is the cap issue that would stop the niners from paying it that's one and then two fair fair whatever but is bosa unfair for asking for this or is this completely fair to, to for him to get i mean it, what he get it what he whatever he gets is fair but like is this a crazy ask from him i guess <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what to ask. Like, what's the ask, right? We assume it's one, what you said. What you said. 170, right? So, like, mm, yeah. what, what, 2 million more, let's say 32, and he wants 34. So, what's 34? It's 170. One, one, yeah. 170, yeah. Two and they're three like, million, they can't just. One, six, they're, and they're like, hey, we'll make, how about 160? I mean, mm. I, you know, this is, we talk so much about it. No one knows that these guys, the Eagles, Howie Roseman, the Prague, like the cap, the cap, the cap. What did John? You sure you want that? It's going to cost you Armstead next to you. Yeah, that sort of like yeah, yeah. John Lynch and the answer is yeah. Your problem. I mean, John Lynch said a while ago they budgeted. (laughs) They budgeted for this. So I don't know what did they budget for. Twenty. He said they budgeted for this. So if you budget for it and you had you had to a budget for at least thirty million a year, I would think. At least you you could argue. You look look Nick. Aaron got $32 million a year, but it was a three-year contract. And Nick would argue, yeah, and he was about to retire. I'm in my prime. That's a fair. So a fair. to Sam, like to your question, is it fair? I think it's fair for him to say I should be paid more than Aaron Donald. We could debate who's better, but I think it's legitimately – I think it's a very fair position for Nick Bosa. How many times <laughs> do you think they've thrown Javon Hargrave's name out there going, you just gave him $80 million out of nowhere? Could have just paid me. Yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine they throw Ross Stripling's name out, Conforto's oh. name out, <laughs> Hanniger. Like, that's that's Mania. That's $40 million right there. <laughs> Dude, that is – He's like – You just, like, you just made – two guys are, <laughs> Just piss me off. He's like, Jock's making 20. <laughs> For what? The guy, the guy can't pick up a ball in the outfield. He's so fat. Like, what is going on out there? Dude, the Giants do nothing but piss me off. At least, at least the Niners, I think, you know, they'll still be fun to watch until I get angry in, the, in, in game one. But does does any of this yeah, Bosa stuff that- matter? Is is my is my my other question for you? Is like if he signs, and even if he misses week one, does it change your feeling in terms of this team's long-term outlook for the season? No. 
They might lose week one with him. If he'd been here for yeah. a month, they might lose yeah. to the Steelers on the road. They might beat the Steelers without him. I mean, I, Steve Wilkes is going to blitz the doors off of Kenny Pickett if Nick Bosa's not there. So, uh, no. If he shows up, I mean, like, with every sports question, right, it's like, well, if he shows up and is healthy, is he, he's been hurt multiple times. Does it have to do with how much advanced practice he gets? I don't think so. So, no. Yeah, it doesn't change it. If he shows up, then it's like, what were we all yelling about all this time, right? Just like, <laughs> Like if at the end of the year, Purdy plays 17 games, like you remember all that time we spent on Darnold and Lance and then Darnold goes off and like signs with the Rams and it's just over and Purdy's just the quarterback, but we don't know the future. So uh, right now you've got to prepare. And I mean, I know the NFC is wide open, but if I'm them and I think what, I think one thing that Niner, the Niners have underrated, I don't know if Niner fans are aware of this, how annoyed the Eagles are with them. I think the Eagles are so annoyed with the 49ers. I think Philadelphia as a town has had it hearing about the NFC championship game. And um, yeah, I think I did, I think I that did pick up. I did pick up on that. My point is you want that game at home if yeah. you play them in the playoffs. And one little thing, man, I've got a buddy in Philly, Ed. He texts me nonstop. <laughs> I guess one of the Eagles blogs, you guys saw that Niners fight in the in and out the other day. Andy, you might have been there yeah, with that in and out it. that night, but <laughs> but he texted that. me. One of the Eagles blogs took it, and basically, I mean, it's just like they are so. Re- My point being, every win and loss is going to matter when it comes to Philly. Yeah, and yeah. you want you you want you want the one seed, and not having Nick might cost you the one seed. Yeah, that's really all that. I mean, that is what matters. Like the Niners winning another playoff game and and losing. Uh, to the to the Eagles is not going to cut it this season. It, it's just it's disappointing. It, it's not good enough. It's funny because the Eagles fans being mad about that reminds us we we're just talking about Steph being disrespected, which Rich Paul didn't mention it. It reminds a little bit of of the Warriors winning fifteen in in fourteen fifteen, and all everyone would talk about was that Kyrie was injured, right? And, and that's what everyone would say. And they didn't. And the Eagles didn't win the championship, but um, Warriors fans, me included, were 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 getting pretty riled up. After that, I can understand Eagle fans being yes. annoyed at you know, which is Caffrey Kittle, yes, Warner, every one of them doing like media during Steve week, being like, Yeah, exactly. It is annoying. I thought it was annoying. <laughs> I, I was like, Yo, you lost. I don't really care. I don't want to hear it. You, you guys got your ass whooped. So, I, it, whatever, dude, go, go, go find a quarterback and, and figure it out next year. We all know what happened, but you could have just kept it to yourself a little bit. <laughs> all of them came out. All of I mean, yeah, like I, both things are true. Like they, I don't think they were saying anything crazy, but at the same time, I would take it the same way if I was the Eagles. The Eagles didn't go out. You know, that's the one thing. No Eagles players were like, oh, we were going to attack Ambry Thomas all day. Like, you know, like they didn't, I don't know. I think it's an incredible <laughs> matchup and I just, every game is going to matter. And here's the thing, you know, they're going to lose some games that come out of left field because the Niners always do that, right? Lose a couple of games that you're like, how do they just lose the Falcons? everybody's on it this season. I mean, it's like, aren't the Steelers, I mean, they might end up being favored by the time Sunday comes around. At least at least it's going to be not a surprise if they lose that game. But um, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still bullish on the offense. I mean, Kittle's not going to play. I don't think it matters too much because they've got some, they've got some dudes that they can throw to, but this offense looks incredible. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm still bought in. Is, is, is this the biggest holdout in recent Bay Area sports history? It has to be because holdouts are really only a thing happen in, in football. But I mean, like, like even when, has there ever been like even all the Warriors contracts have been pretty straightforward, right? 
Sure. All the Niners contracts at this point have been pretty straightforward. I guess Trent Williams kind of almost left. Yeah, there's no drama with the with the Warriors. I mean, the Giants don't sign anyone, so it doesn't matter. Aaron Judge. Uh, Carlos ba- Correa, ba- both those signings for Trump. When the holdout, though, that was a different situation. Correa is pretty bad. Correa is pretty bad. Turin Lafayette, California, when he gets his contract pulled. That's rough. That's yeah. I just I I, yeah. I always liked him. The mental image. He's like in on a house tour, just hearing like the Giants have pulled their contract. It's kind of awkward. I mean, so you guys think both the Giants this week or no? Sam was telling me for weeks he was making fun of me for being worried, and you know I, I don't know. I was like, yeah. I, I think this Niners team is just worrisome overall. <laughs> Honestly, my my thing is my big thing is I want to watch this team won a championship. They're the only team of the three barrier teams I've watched that haven't won a championship in, in my so lifetime, in my lifetime. I mean, Steve Young was one in my lifetime, but I was whatever years old I was. They're the ones that are super talented. So you just, I, I can't do the, yes, they beat Dallas again in the postseason and lose to the Eagles, or they make it to the Super Bowl and lose to Mahomes. I can't do that again. Enough, enough, right? It's just, I, they're not good enough. They haven't been good enough every fucking season. They don't have a quarterback. Their coach has no idea how to figure out what a quarterback does. So every year I'm watching this. It is frustrating. It is frustrating. I've watched a Giants team that won three titles, even though they sucked. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. They won three. Then I watched the greatest basketball team ever with Stephen Katie. And I got to go back and watch the Niners. And every season they kill me, whether it's Harbaugh or whether it's – uh. The Harbaugh stuff is funny, by the way. Whether it's Harbaugh or whether it's Shanahan, they troll me every se- every season. And this season feels like it's going to go the same route. Like, what is – what is okay, guys, let me ask you this. What is uh, – how confident are you that the, that the Niners can actually win a Super Bowl? Not make the Super Bowl, not win a playoff game, but win a Super Bowl. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'd say I am <laughs> a 6.5. Oh, it's actually pretty high. Is that high or low? I feel oh, like you think that's high? It feels low to me. Mm. I mean, they're one, they're like yeah. one of the five teams. All I know is when they played Patrick Mahomes last year, they got their asses kicked. Yeah. Yeah. So they're good enough to win the NFC. I'm a 10 that they're good enough to win the NFC. Mm-hmm. So I think by that token, the six and a half is kind of low, or six kind of low, right? Because then it's like, all right, Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. Herbert, they could have no. beat Burrow. Yeah, I'm really, they, they, I'm really, I'm really only heard about Mahomes in that in that scenario. You're not asking yeah, me are they. You're not asking me will they. You're just saying are they good enough? And I'm saying I think a six or a six and a half is kind of low because it feels like a pretty universal opinion that they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL. Yeah. How disappointing would it be if this era of the Niners goes away without winning a Super Bowl? I think that's the more interesting one here. Mm. More disappointing oh, than the be... Harbaugh teams. Like, because how many years do they realistically have? We just talked about it with Steph, but it's yeah. like, I don't know. Football, football is one of those things where like it closes really quick. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, unless Purdy is a guy worthy of a fifty million dollar annual contract, right? One three two years, years, right? Then yeah. the window, then the window opens again. Um, yeah, the Harbaugh one was pretty. I mean, both teams were in the Super Bowl. The difference, the Niners were kind of getting. But I was going to hand it to him until the lights went out. Yeah. This Their favorite to win that game. Beating the Chiefs. Uh, it's a good question. I mean, the tough part with it is with Jim, there was an expiration date. With Kyle, I don't know, you know, is he just not going to win a championship? He'll be here the next 12 years, or is Jed going to fire him? 
because he doesn't want a championship. How can you fire him? I don't think so. Well, he's not going to, and he shouldn't. Yeah. So does that mean Shanahan has a falling out with John Lynch and says I'm out of here? But then John's like, well, I'm going to go do TV. So, you know what I mean? Like how it ends, the Harbaugh one in hindsight was like, yeah, that's how that one should have ended. Yeah, as well as where you look at it afterwards, you're like, yeah, should have seen that coming exactly the way it came. And maybe after this ends, however it ends, whenever it ends, it'll make sense. But it feels like Niner fans. I, I think this will be. There's not as much yeah, love I mean, I th- for Kyle. I've taken, I, think, taken- I think Harbaugh is easy for fans to love. He was here like four years. <laughs> so he didn't wear out his. But even then, I, I think. I don't know. I mean, Kyle has been. He's had some highs. He's had some lows. He came with baggage. Jim did not come with baggage. Kyle came with the Super Bowl loss, right? Also, the o- it got yeah, leaked. The owner was unhappy with him before it truly went sour on the field. So it became a Jed yeah. York discussion more than a does this coach have limitations discussion. Oh, easy side to take. Also, he, he, resur- he saved Alex Smith, which was like a lovable story. Yeah. That then he also, I remember but, the previous decade of Niners football, which was very rough. I just, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah great I, quotes. Harbaugh, great quotes. He just says weird shit that I don't even know what it what means. What do you say today? Me fence? There's no offense. We fence. No there's, there's no offense. Fence. There's no defense. There's we fence. I appreciate you see that. the play He's they ran for him. Yes. <laughs> was it four? Did they, what did they do? They put up the four. I didn't know Michigan was the favorites to win national championship in college. I didn't know that's what Harbaugh was doing in college football. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Which I like, I don't think I'll, I hope I'm wrong because I would love to see him win a championship, but I just don't think his teams, I think his teams no. are always going to do something wrong in a, the biggest game. That's, I've seen it. That's seen my it. feeling. We've seen it. But he obviously has in, infected them with his craziness. They ran that play. I mean, that's a very Harbaugh <laughs> thing him. to do. I love Jim. Hey, by the time his tenure was over as a Niner, like the Niners couldn't run a play without a delay game. Uh, but I loved him. I, I thought they started I, the Super Bowl. They started the Super Bowl with an illegal formation. Oh, how's that God. possible? He's been two oh, weeks practice to play. You know, you point. I, I like that one. Whatever it is about a Jim Harbaugh team, it always feels like they'll mess up in the big game. I feel that way about Kyle too. So that's back to back coaches that just you feel like are always going to choke. They're just going to do something stupid. You know what I mean? It just but it's. You could easily argue the counter. Like, like, look at all the big games they won. You know, like, how could yeah, you argue true. that? But we're not talking about games. We're talking about like all the games you have to string together in order to win a championship. Yeah. yeah. And Kyle hurts himself. Great quarterbacks are like, they help you erase mistakes. And if you don't have one, your margin for error is really thin. Andy Reid's a championship coach. He added Patrick Holmes and like yeah. won a championship. I mean, wasn't he basically the same thing as Kyle? Pretty Mahomes? Like yeah, feels like it. Yeah, McNabb, though. Of mind. He won more. Mc- no, he won more. Did he? Yeah. Kyle could get there, but. He had McNabb. I think he won I mean, the, longer. I think he won he the division like five straight years or something. Let's end on. Let's Tra- end on. Trey Lance could have been McNabb. We didn't talk Trey Lance. I know we'll go. Go, Sam. I know He's we, gone. He's Trey. gone. We don't want to talk, talk Wiseman. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk Lance. Yeah, it's over. All right. All right. <laughs> same conversation, Sam? It's the, it's the same. It is the same one. It's the same. Uh, yeah. But Joey Bart. We've danced around it. Obviously, I don't, I don't want to get it too hard. Where are you with Brock? Like, how bullish are you on this whole situation? How skeptical are you? You're kind of, kind of playing it down the middle so far, the first, whatever, 20 minutes we're talking. 
On what? I don't know. Do you feel like confident with him? With him as their quarterback? Like how much are you buying the what eight game run at the end of the year? Breeze, baby. How much do you feel about this going forward? Or is it still very much I think it's 50 this, this is this yeah, is a Kyle Shanahan, like I don't know. Could, we got a long way to go. Okay. Fifty fifty what? Fifty fifty what fifty fifty what? Fifty fifty plays start seventeen games this year. Like fifty fifty Kyle doesn't bench him for Darnold at some point. Like wow, he has to keep. Oh, God. He's only played eight games as a he. Like he has to keep playing well to keep this job. I think Kyle. I've talked to multiple people about this, and I've had multiple people like when I'm out at Niners practice. I think I'm on the extreme end of this. Every person I say this to thinks I've. I've. This is too extreme. That I that Kyle has more confidence in Brock than what I say. I think he has confidence in Brock. I think Kyle is very intrigued with Darnold. I think it's understandable when you watch Darnold practice and when you watch him play preseason games. He's extremely ta- – like his arm is – I didn't think it would be as good as it is. Greg Papa, hold on. Let me bring him in here. Oh, you're laughing at me <laughs> that was Sam Darnold laughing, thing. not me. That was Sam laughing, not um, me. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so, I didn't want to go down this I think, route. I think here's what you have to understand. I think Kyle would have drafted him the year they got Garoppolo. The Niners would have drafted him. They were winless when they got Jimmy. They were going to be in position to two winless teams would have coin flipped for the first pick. The Niners and the Browns. It wouldn't have mattered. They wouldn't have taken Baker. They would have taken Darnold. Now he's finally got him. He doesn't care. Like I was saying this to somebody the other day. The way people are like, well, Lance hasn't played. We've seen 55 games of Darnold. Kyle looked at it the opposite way. He is, he looked at it like I've seen Lance for two years. I've never had Darnold. Darnold's a free agent after this year. I think he's going to want to see him. It doesn't mean he's going to put him on the field just out of nowhere, but like Brock has to play well. Doesn't mean Brock throws three picks and it's over. I'm not saying that. I think they legitimately love Brock, like the guy, everything he's done, he's earned, all that stuff. But I think Kyle thinks Darnold could be really good. And he's just got a guy there if Brock isn't great. So I think Brock's got to keep it up. And I keep it up's not fair, Andy. Like, 13 touchdowns, three picks. It's not, you know, that's an, that's an MVP. So it doesn't have to be that guy. But yeah, man, I like, I think he's really good. I think he's better than, he's not Mullins or Bethard or Hoyer, but that's not some big take by me. You know, Um, he's a legitimate player. I want to read something out. By the way, I'm all in on Brock. Um, I can't stop laughing at Sam laughing about Darnold. I want to read something out. Here are the QBs drafted in the 2018 NFL draft. QBs. Number one, Baker Mayfield. Number three, Number third overall, Sam Darnold. Number seven overall, Josh Allen. And then number 10, uh, Josh Rosen. So three busts and, and one good quarterback, one great quarterback. I really thought Josh Rosen had a chance. <laughs> uh, Kyler w- took his job, and then and then Caleb was going to take Kyler's job. So it's hilarious how that works. Uh, Josh Allen, if he was drafted by Kyle Shanahan, does he get traded in his 13th? <laughs> <13th? laughs> well, no. I mean, that team... He he's on a team he where play. he has to he play. Yeah, that team was bad. So, yeah. Uh, the real question is like, is it worse for Kyle to have not drafted a quarterback, or would it have been worse for him to draft Darnold that year and pass? Like with the Josh Allen thing, you're like, well, you know, we evaluated him, but ultimately we had Jimmy. Like you can get away, you weren't drafting a quarterback that year. This is pure butterfly, been. butterfly effect right here. We're totally, like, totally. what happens? Yeah. What happens if they never get Jimmy, never win the last five games? Get Darnold into a two and fourteen team and build it up sustainably yeah. that way, you know. You never get both. I mean, the irony of it all is they <laughs> did break the mold, and you don't have them now anyway. So 
they when they drafted Trey, Trey did break the mold. They just picked one of the worst years in a yeah. quarterback draft to trade up. They Fields wouldn't have been the answer. I don't think Mac no, would not certainly no, would not have been no, the answer. No. So Zach they picked Wilson. an awful year to do it. Everyone Zach sucked now that year. Trevor Lawrence Except good. the number one guy. And it's just like any other, it's just like the NBA draft. The the gap between the first pick and the second pick sometimes is so massive yeah. in some of these drafts. And when it comes to quarterback, the gap is just huge between one and two and two and three sometimes. God. Yeah. Mike McGlinchey, by the way, Niners drafted uh, at nine in that same draft. Mike Five year starter. Niners great. Yeah. Yeah. Niners. Being great. as Nick Bosa is unsigned, it's worth noting the Niners have still not extended a first round pick in the Kyle Shanahan era. Let's see if that holds up. Because uh, Armstead you- wasn't their pick. Correct. Because they didn't draft none him. of his none of his picks have been extended. We're all assuming Bosa will. I mean, he will be okay. Cool. <laughs> but but like you know, you, you run through it. It's Solomon Thomas, uh, Reuben Foster, Mike McGlinchey, uh, Trey Lance. Sure, forgetting someone. Ayuk is going to be Ayuk. maybe if he's not traded or maybe Debo's traded. Sure, they haven't had a first round pick the last two years. Yeah. Right. right, it's Trey Lance times three. Um, I'm forgetting someone in that mix, but we'll, we'll end it here, guy. We appreciate you. Anything you want to plug before you oh, get out here? Kinlaw, Kinlaw, Kinlaw. still hasn't been extended. Just hanging out. Breakout player. No, he's healthy. He's healthy. Best, best shape of his life. Best shape of his life. He's, he's locked in. All right. We're not gonna talk about USA Lithuania. Oh, we did that before you got on. Yeah, oh, we, got we did. You want to drop a take? No, you got a take. No, we don't. Not for now. <laughs> take on that. I'm, I'm always ready. To I appreciate right. you, guy. Thank you, guys. Good seeing you guys. Thanks for having me. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.